0: Taiwan added 17 new local COVID cases on Tuesday. They include a family of four in Xinzhou City. This family had recently gone to an RT Mart, a fruit stand, and a Xinzhou restaurant.
1: The first to be diagnosed was the father, who is a manager at a company in Xinzhou City. Let's hear from the CCC.
2: A few days earlier, he had felt some mild symptoms. He didn't have a fever, but he did have a cough. He had thought that one of the interns at his company was a contact of a case detected at Mingxin University of Science and Technology. So he screened the employees with rapid tests. In the end, only his test turned out positive. His guard was up, so he went to a hospital to get tested, and that came back positive, too. Tests were carried out on the other three members of his family, and those came back positive as well. The source of his infection is not yet clear because all the other people tested negative. We'll continue tracing his contacts.
1: Other local cases reported on Tuesday include five people linked to a restaurant in Taoyuan and another five employees at a bank in Taoyuan. Another was a member of a social club also in Taoyuan. One case involved a quarantine taxi driver who previously tested negative three times. He tested positive on a fourth test with a CT value of 12, which indicates a recent infection. Testing is underway for more than 5-thousand workers at a Far Eastern Memorial Hospital, where a nurse was diagnosed with COVID on Monday. So far, all the tests have come back negative.
0: Experts say that if the nurse wasn't infected at work, she must have been infected in the community. This means that there could be unidentified transmission chains in Taiwan. It's early
3: in the morning at Far Eastern Memorial Hospital. One day after a hospital nurse was diagnosed with COVID, some locals expressed fear that they'd catch the virus here.
2: It's scary. I'm here to pick up medicine for my mother. She didn't dare come. I'm wearing a face mask and goggles. I'm here for a vaccine shot. I had the appointment, so I still wanted to come."
3: Inside the hospital, testing is underway at full speed. More than 5,000 employees are undergoing two rounds of saliva PCR tests. So far, no new positive cases have been detected.
2: Reacting to the positive case at the hospital, they carried out two rounds of testing, the second of which is still underway. So far, all the tests have come back negative.
3: The final results of hospital testing are expected to come out on Friday. Officials are investigating how the nurse got infected as she had not been working at a COVID ward.
2: What we want to know from tapping our limited resources is that there is no way to determine the chain of infection via contact tracing. We will have to wait for the CCC to carry out genetic sequencing to see where this virus came from and to see whether it is linked to other transmission chains.
3: In a post on social media, a doctor from Chaotun Psychiatric Center weighed in on the hospital case. He said that if the nurse was not infected at the hospital, it would mean something much more problematic, that there are hidden infection chains in the community.
2: If they don't find a source of infection at her workplace, then the virus came from the community. Finding one infection with a known source in the community means there are more out there. It means that the disease is spreading through unseen transmission chains in the community. That is the biggest concern right now.
3: The nurse had visited the National Taiwan Science Education Center and the Taipei Children's Amusement Park in Shilin on January 13th. Taipei's health department says tests have come back negative for more than
0: 800 students who were on a field trip at those locations on that day. The CECC's vaccine booking system is now open for the last time before the Lunar New Year. Some 1.14 million booster appointments are available between January 24th and 30th.
1: As of 1 p.m. on Tuesday, more than 25% of uh, those appointments were booked. Let's hear from the
2: CECC. <laughs> We have already distributed 2.5 million booster doses of Moderna to local governments to administer as booster shots. Altogether, about 940,000 Moderna boosters will be administered on the 19th and 20th rounds of vaccination. So local governments will have about 1.5 million booster doses left. Local health centers may already be offering appointments for those.
1: Moderna was the most requested vaccine brand of the day. More than 50% of the available Moderna shots have already been booked. About 30% of Medigen has been booked, and nearly 13% of the available Pfizer. On Tuesday, the health minister urged people not to pick and choose, saying what's important is not the brand, but getting boosted in the first place. The Taiwan Hong Kong Association has launched a fundraiser to help small businesses owned by Hong Kong immigrants in Taiwan. The fundraiser is long-term, and it aims to raise 300-thousand NT dollars a month.
0: And that money will be used to create a branding and marketing plan for one small business every month. Donors will receive small gifts and vouchers from Hong -er Konger-run businesses across Taiwan. And already, 30 merchants have signed up to offer discounts.
2: This barista demonstrates the making of authentic Hong Kong-style tea, filling the room with a deep aroma of tea leaves. To support Hong konger own owned shops in Taiwan, the Taiwan Hong Kong Association has launched a fundraiser. they looking for patrons to provide a monthly donation to Hong Kong entrepreneurs in Taiwan.
3: Be it young adults, middle-aged adults or older adults, when they come here, they first of all experience culture shock. The second issue they have may be financial problems.
2: The fundraiser is called Daptoi, which in Cantonese, for sharing a table with strangers at a restaurant. The name evokes a sense of solidarity among strangers who happen to converge at the same place. To help their fellow Hong Kongers, more than 30 Hong Konger run businesses have signed up to offer vouchers and gifts to donors. The goal of the fundraiser is to raise 300,000 NT a month.
3: Over the past few years, many things have happened in Hong Kong. Having left Hong Kong, we hope that the Hong Kong community in Taiwan can unite. When I was small, I drink Hong Kong style tea with coffee, so I have an emotional attachment to these. Seeing all these different small shops come together is something. I absolutely support
2: the Taiwan Hong Kong Association hopes that Taiwanese will become patrons and help Hong Kong immigrants feel welcome in their new
1: home
0: mark your calendars for another season of cherry blossoms cherry trees are already starting to bloom in some part of the country
1: they'll be at the peak of their beauty in February and March FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us to New Taipei for an early look at a top blossom hotspot.
4: I'm currently at a cherry blossom park in Sensha. there are six varieties of cherry blossoms and five thousand trees here. This woman in a kimono is here to take photos with cherry blossoms here at the sightseeing farm in Sansha district. the cherry blossom season has kicked off early.
3: I <laughs> will I think it's almost 70% bloomed right now, and it should be easy to get beautiful photos anywhere in the park. I wanted to get some photos and to dress up. The flowers are nice. They're pretty concentrated. Each flowering period is different, so
4: you can come again and again. It's very relaxing, and it's also a great place to bring pets. This park in Sanxia opened four years ago. Its cherry blossom path spans two kilometers, and its highest viewing point is 700 meters. The garden features six cherry blossom varieties, including the Pink Lady, the Double Cherry, and the Japanese Flowering Cherry. So far, 80 to 90 percent of the Japanese Flowering Cherry trees are in bloom.
3: This year, the Japanese Flowering Cherry trees are blooming very consistently. More than 80 or 90 percent are already in bloom and it's a good time to come see them. This year, the trees are blooming consistently in contrast to last year when there was a cold snap. This year, about 900 trees will be in bloom at about the same time. There are six main varieties of cherry blossoms at our park, and at least 900 trees per variety. These blossoms will last until the end of January. At the end of the month, the Formosan sakuras will start to bloom. Over Spring Festival, the Taiwan
4: Double Cherry will bloom, followed by the Pink Lady Cherry Blossoms, which can be viewed until mid-March. This year, the park will offer night viewing sessions. The park owner says Sakura season is expected to last until mid-March. Due to the pandemic, the park will require people to wear masks. It will also enforce real-name registration, conduct temperature screening, and implement crowd control. FTV News reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhong Shuwei in New Taipei City.
1: The parliaments of Taiwan and Japan held a forum on security collaboration for the first time on Tuesday.
0: At the virtual meeting, DPP lawmaker Wang Dingyu proposed that Japan pass its own version of the Taiwan Relations Act to strengthen bilateral cooperation and dialogue. Japan's representatives responded positively, saying that internal discussions on a potential Taiwan Relations Act are already underway.
2: This meeting is being held for the first time. We hope that in the future there can be more formal interaction, dialogue, mutual understanding and cooperation between Taiwan and Japan.
3: The first japan interparliamentary security partnership forum was held virtually on Tuesday. Lawmaker Wang Dingyu attended the meeting with Zhao Tianling and Lin Jingyi, fellow members of the legislature's Foreign and National Defense Committee. Japan was represented by former Japanese Senior Vice Minister of Defense Nakayama Yasuhide and Parliamentary Vice Minister for Internal Affairs and Communications Tabata Hiroaki. Against a backdrop of warming bilateral relations, the meeting explored avenues of cooperation on security issues.
2: Taiwan and Japan should work together to formulate a Taiwan Relations Act and a Japan Relations Act to enhance the relations. The establishment of such a Taiwan Relations Act, I believe, will be a message to the CCP. It's a message that the cost of changing Taiwan's status quo will be too high and that it should not be attempted lightly. We've had very detailed discussions on the potential Taiwan Relations Act. There have also been many discussions on how the U.S.'s Taiwan Relations Act can be applied and responded to by Japan. I have also consulted many nations on this issue and especially consulted Taiwan's office in the U.S.
3: Legislator Zhao proposed that Japan formulate its own version of the Taiwan Relations Act to deepen bilateral exchanges. The reaction at the meeting was promising. Legislator Lin proposed that Taiwan and Japan collaborate on regional defense and information security.
2: We're looking at how our democratic nations can go beyond our original lines of self-defense to establish a better transoceanic, borderless form of international defense, along with a network for perimeter defense.
3: Nakayama said that Japanese law restricts defense cooperation between Taiwan and Japan, but he said he supports the formation of alliances. For instance, he said, the U.S. will invite its democratic partners Japan and Taiwan to its annual Rim of the Pacific exercises. Through engaging with other allied nations at the drill, the participants of the exercises can counter the threat to regional peace posed by Beijing, he said.
0: The Taipei District Court has convicted five Taiwan nationals for vote-buying in the 2020 election.
1: An investigation found that they took money from the Chinese government to buy votes for the KMT and its presidential candidate, Han Kuo-yu. According to prosecutors, Lin Hwai and four others had offered nearly free flights to about 200 Taiwan nationals in China to encourage them to return to Taiwan and vote. Lin, who is the chairman of a Taiwanese business group in Hunan Province, has been sentenced to prison for 46 months and deprived of his civil rights for four years. The Prime Minister of Slovenia said Tuesday that his country is in talks with Taiwan to set up mutual representative offices.
0: Slovenian Prime Minister Yanis Jansa was speaking in an interview with an Indian TV channel. During the interview, he blasted Beijing for bullying Lithuania over the Taiwan issue. He also expressed his support for the Taiwanese people's right to decide their own future.
3: In the latest sign of Europe's warming relations with Taiwan, Slovenia says it's in talks with Taiwan to set up mutual representative offices. Following the disclosure, Taiwan's foreign minister said it would warmly welcome the establishment of mutual offices.
1: Actually, we are are working on establishing to exchange the representatives. This will not be the level uh, of the uh, embassies, the same level as many of you member countries.
3: Slovenia's prime minister said that China should not prevent other nations from developing economic and trade relations with Taiwan. He said that China was bullying Lithuania, attempting to isolate the small country over the Taiwan issue. He called the move terrifying. He also threw his support behind the Taiwanese people's right to decide their own future.
1: Their free, free will, without any pressure, without any any military intervention. We will support it, but if uh, Taiwanese people want to live independently.
3: Slovenia's Prime Minister is an old friend of Taiwan and has visited multiple times. Weighing in on Slovenia's shift toward deeper ties with Taiwan, one scholar said there were economic factors at play.
2: Slovenia had joined China's so-called 17 plus 1 bloc, but because Chinese investment has not panned out, the people of Slovenia do not trust China.
3: The scholar said that Taiwan was a leader in the high-tech industry, as well as a free and democratic nation. He said that because of this, Taiwan has attracted the attention of more and more European countries. If Taiwan and Slovenia are able to establish official offices in each other's territory, it would be a key milestone for Taiwan, as it seeks to expand its diplomatic foothold from Eastern and Central Europe into the South.
0: The European Economic and Trade Office has released its fourth episode of Taste of Europe. This series features 15 European representatives in Taiwan demonstrating how to make dishes from their
1: home countries. In this latest episode, Bo Monsted, director of the Trade Council of Denmark, Taipei, taught viewers how to make a Danish hot dog. Let's take a look.
5: Hot dog is, uh, has for many, many years been part of the Danish uh, staple food, you can say.
4: Bo Monsted, director of the Trade Council of Denmark in Taipei, introduces the ingredients needed to make Danish hot dog. The ingredients include sausage, hot dog bread, remoulade, mustard, ketchup, fried onions, raw onions and pickled cucumbers.
5: We would need to do this to uh, heat up the oven.
4: First step is to preheat the oven and heat up the bread for a couple of minutes at around 200 degrees. We'll
5: take a bread and put it in the oven okay so we'll just put the bread in the oven it's just gonna have a few minutes in here that's all it takes it should not be hard or crunchy that's not the idea but just warm yeah. so we just put the, the sausages on the pan um, and we would try to avoid that the that the skin is breaking when it's uh, getting heated okay.
4: then heat the sausage for a few minutes and add it into the bread after that add in remoulade
5: this one here is probably the most uh, Unusual one. Unusual. This is, uh, we call it remoulade, and I have actually never seen it outside of Denmark. This is uh, imported from Denmark. It's a kind of mayonnaise, because it is a very distinct uh, Danish thing, I think. But uh, you can buy it here in Taipei. The sausage vogn is the, place where we would uh, often go to buy the the, the hot dogs."
4: Instead said that hot dogs are Danish people's favorite street food. The Danes buy Danish-style hot dogs from hot dog stands known as sausage vans or sausage wagons. Hot dogs are loved by the Danish people. Hot dogs were served at the Danish Crown Prince's 50th birthday celebration.
5: When our Crown Prince uh, celebrated his uh, 50th birthday a few years back, part of the food at the palace for the 350 guests was hot dogs. In January, uh, the, uh, the sausage wagons so or the sausage stands in, the, in Denmark had the 100 year anniversary. And it has become an institution in Denmark. Something you see as part of the street life. And then you can take the ketchup and finally
4: Last but not least, add ketchup, mustard, fried onions, raw onions and pickles, and the dish is ready to be served. A new episode of Taste of Europe will be released every Friday. In each episode, representatives from 15 EU member states will teach viewers how to make authentic European dishes from their home countries. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhong Shuhui in Taipei.
1: Pandemic creativity has found an outlet in the 2021 Xinyi Children's Animation Awards. This year, awards were given to animators from all around the world, with special categories for films from Taiwan and works by kids. The pandemic was, of
0: course, a major
1: theme. We spoke about the experience with some of the children whose
0: films won prizes.
2: Students from Taidong's Jana Elementary smile as they receive an animation award from the Minister of Education. In May last year, while the whole country's schools were operating remotely, these children were attending online classes in their rural homes. Their animated film describes their experiences with digital school and struggling through internet problems.
3: Plus Connection is about when we were learning from home and the interesting things that happened to our class. <laughs> Originally, the whole class of six students was working on one film because of the pandemic that had to change to them working on film individually or in pairs so they had a lot to shoulder in multiple ways <laughs>
2: The film was born from the kids' own creativity and their life experiences, with their teacher on hand to assist. This year, for the first time, the awards honor works from both Taiwan and abroad. Despite the pandemic, 1,461 films were submitted from 88 countries.
3: The children's own films were not terribly polished. They're still developing. It felt like we could see them growing through the process of collecting their material and forming the work
2: now in its 13th year the children's animation awards give professional animators a chance to show off their work while cultivating the next generation of filmmakers
0: let's head now to Pingdong to meet a retired police officer come producer after retiring from service in 2013 su rei main returned to the farmland left by his father he concentrated on pioneering the production
1: of cocoa beans at the time, that was a very niche pursuit. But in just a few years, he's gone from strength to strength, even winning gold at a competition in Italy. He believes Taiwan has a lot more potential in the world of chocolate.
6: Su Ming has devoted himself to growing cocoa ever since he left the police force. In 2021, he won a major international prize for his efforts.
4: I served in the police force for 32 years, and by fate, I happened to come across the cocoa industry in
6: Now, Su grows cocoa on the land left him by his father. The land is enriched by the coconut trees his father once grew
4: here. Luckily, my father grew coconuts on his land. It's perfect to grow cocoa in the semi-shade. It makes the cocoa more fragrant and sweeter than normal.
6: When Su first encountered cocoa, there were few producers in Taiwan. There was nobody to pass on their experience and expertise, so he had to work it all out for himself.
4: The flesh is extremely sweet and fragrant. It has the fruity flavor of tropical fruits.
6: He taught himself what he needed to know and researched with other cocoa experts. He and several others set up an association to promote cocoa production in Pingdong. That was an important factor in the international recognition
4: of his beans. Through the association, we held a Taiwan Cocoa Beans competition. Then we sent the top four contestants to take part in an international outstanding cocoa contest in Italy. We were a cut above and found international recognition.
6: With the encouragement of global fans, Su was emboldened in his work to promote cocoa in Taiwan. He hopes that Taiwan's cocoa and chocolate industries will one day be another jewel in the crown of Taiwan's agricultural exports.